This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Live at five, live ah, at five, live yes at five. Yes, indeed. Oh, Nelly. All right, here we are. Wednesday edition of the Live at Five show is, uh, has already begun. I'm waving at people on Facebook. Thank you. Well, none of you. That will change in a bit. And uh, we're recording, which is a good start to a Wednesday hump day show right here on AM 1240. Ah, uh, yeah. Hot outside. Someone just—I just heard outside in the sales office that uh, it's going to feel like 100 degrees sometime either in the next couple of days of this weekend. So uh, you know, AOC was right. We're all melting. What did she say? We're going to be dead in 12 years. She said that about four years ago. No, she couldn't have said it. She was just uh, sworn in four years ago. She must have said it back in 19 before everything went down. Maybe she's right. Who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe everything I profess right here or try to on a daily basis uh, doesn't add up. Just I, I was listening. Was it Mark Levin? I spent a little time uh, here at the station last night. By the time I left, I was into the Mark Levin show last night. The great one. Not to be confused with Jackie Gleason, who is also the great one. And uh, he was reading something that I believe, I, I don't know where the source was. But it was funny. You could just you could get a sense of the answers that people, young people, apparently in college, wanted. You know, changes in society. So it was like uh, free education. They've said yes. Uh, Roe versus uh, the 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 turnover of Roe versus Wade. They said no, uh, and so forth and so on. It just, it just went on and on. So you could predict everything. Everything that a woke culture wants. You could predict based on his question. He went on for like a litany of questions, a, l- a litany of s- statements made by a young group of college students. If you listened to it last night, you know what I'm saying. It uh, again, it, 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 so I use that as a preface to today's show. It's like, well, you know, they're young people, and young people typically lean left. You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, they go to Woodstock, smoke some really bad pot on Yazga's Yaz- farm. Um, you know, get someone pregnant and, you know, live in a, in a Volkswagen bus until they get through college and go back to Kent State for like $300 a year. And then by the mid, late, or rather mid uh, to late 70s, they're already an insurance broker and they're thinking conservatively. So that's the way young people think traditionally. We know that. But maybe young people are right. The state of Kansas, you know, one of the most wholesome, considered one of the most wholesome states in the country, the, the, the breadbasket of America. Uh, they voted last night, the first, the first state to actually say no 
to the overturning of Roe versus Wade recently from the uh, Supreme Court. No! So, and although I did not watch the Yentas today on The View on ABC, I'm assuming despite the fact that, again, no one, you know, especially the Yentas on The View, they don't care about primaries. They just care about the general election. In fact, they're like millions and millions of Americans who don't even know why primaries are even held. Uh, so, you know, there was a lot of talk last night to the winners. Once again, the, the, the media looks at the primaries for one reason, one reason alone. Are they endorsed by Don, uh, former President Donald Trump or not? Did they win? Were they Trump-supported or endorsed? Did they win or not? Just like last night with Kansas. Okay, here's our first litmus test, the first state to say yay or nay on it. And Kansas, they're like jeepers, creepers. I mean, my goodness, you would think they're like, oh, no, God is great. We can't kill babies. And yet they went the other direction. Not all of them, of course, but we're in a democracy. So that's where that happened. So uh, are, am I wrong? You know, when, when Jim Levin says I watch, you know, too much Tucker Carlson and Fox News, maybe he's right. Maybe I should just turn a leaf and just say, eh, screw it. Give everyone back the money they spent on an undergraduate college degree. The other day, I, I forget where, where I saw it, but, oh, it was on The View. And they were talking about it had a young lady accumulated $300,000 in debt. Now, a lot of that is interest accrued. Uh, by, you know, the debt that they, you know, uh, originally uh, took out, say, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. And then after a while, you, got, you get to thinking, it's like, wait a minute, you know, it's time for you to, to, to get out there and, and stop going to college and start paying for that. You just can't be a career college student and just change degrees at will. And she had a, 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 a debt of over $300,000. Now, she might be a doctor. She might be a lawyer. I don't know. That's a lot of money to accrue to begin with. That's just a bad decision. That's like uh, you know taking out way too much money on a business that just can't pay it back. And quite frankly, I don't think I don't undergraduate degree for over even twenty two thousand dollars at a state school is way too much money. And I can easily say that because my college education was considerably less. I think my college outstanding college loan as of uh, nineteen eighty five when I graduated was somewhere in the area of like twelve thousand dollars or thirteen whatever it was it was minuscule in comparison you know, again everything is relative but thirteen thousand dollars in nineteen eighty five uh, that's not much con- considering that yes even a uh, a state school today costs in excess of twenty two thousand dollars that's just room board and tuition that doesn't include getting back and forth so you know when you you know going to a state school for four years you're looking at over hundred grand. Okay, well, then you got to get busy, and depending upon your degree, whether or not you can get that back after a four-year degree, if you're going to build birdhouses or you're going to be a social worker or you've got a school teacher, you have to take that into account. $300,000? I don't think you were planning that out too well. Of course, you know, the, the Yentas on The View were very, very sympathetic to her, but that's just bad planning. You just can't do that. Yes, college is, is, is over, overpriced particularly graduate school, or for that matter, even undergraduate degree at, at Syracuse will cost you $55,000 a year? What are you, nuts? Fifty-five. It's not even an Ivy League school. $55,000 a year for Syracuse? Doesn't make much sense. So while I understand that, you know, they should catch a break from the amount of money that they have to pay off for the next 10, 20, 30 years, not to mention the interest that's accrued along the line, I, just to evaporate it, according to Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, is, is just irresponsible. But again, getting back to the Mark Levin survey, it's just like, well, we could just get rid of that because, you know, uh, uh, Pocahontas said we should. Therefore, let's jump on the bandwagon. And so much, so much of that is happening. 
and it, it, you know, when people, when young people get the idea that you know older people are speaking out for them, saying, "Hey, you don't have to pay for for student debt." Of course, you're going to jump on that bandwagon. That same bandwagon can also be equated to what's going on in urban America. So you're, you're, you've been oppressed all your lives, and police are bad. You're, they're not good. And then that empowers you to do and commit more crime and, quite frankly, get away with it because cashless bond in a, in a revolving door penal system is just another means of saying, hey, you know what? They're, they're saying that this, is, this isn't my fault. Not at all. We're starting to see that right now with that crazy bastard that was driving up and down Route 81 at excess speed, uh, speeds in excess, rather, of over 110 miles an hour. And, by the way, he was doing over 114 miles an hour on Washington Street the other day. That's reckless behavior in a reckless society. Other scary stuff going. I don't mean to just be the, you know, the Glenn Beck or, for that matter, Sean Hannity extension. I don't want to do that at all. But we're starting to see a lot of crazy stuff in our own little community. It's not like we haven't had crazy people here you know, back in the past. But someone traveling along, living out of a hotel room in West Carthage, decides to commandeer someone's car. And he's, he's desperately trying to get away. What, where was this guy desperately trying to get away from? Was he that high strung on drugs? Couldn't have been that bad. Managed to drive a car with handcuffs on it, 114 miles an hour, up and down Route 81. Came back home to get his crack pipe, apparently. That's where they caught him. Then I see uh, a friend of mine shared uh, a kind of a very alarming uh, a Facebook of a, what, what appeared to be a surveillance uh, uh, camera capturing someone that's been lurking in backyards on Coffeen Street. Of course, we're right off Coffeen Street right here. That's in the flats. Traditionally, you know, known as the Irish-Italian neighborhood of Watertown over the years. More recently, Italians. Italian-Americans. And I see this picture of this guy that was apparently looking in people's rooms or homes and lurking in their backyards and looking in their vehicles. The one picture they have of him is, is actually, he looks like a respectable guy. White guy, good-looking, younger, probably in his mid-20s. And uh, he looked right at the camera. So hopefully he says, oh, that's Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got a problem. Big time problem. But Bob, whatever his name is, is empowered. Because, again, like I said the other day, he's got nothing to lose. All to gain by stealing a wallet that you haphazardly left in your car or your camera phone, whatever the deal is. Even if it's nothing, they'll, just the fact that someone's looking in your car, lurking about here in Watertown, New York, I know what happens. It has happened. But we're going to see more of it because it, life, in, as we know it, has changed. That's for sure. Uh, Joe Stanley would be calling in at, at the bottom of the hour. I want to talk to him about a couple of things. We've had a couple of bad, bad accidents uh, recently, one of which happened, I believe, last night or the night before, whichever, right there, uh, right there rather, in front of Seaway Golf Course in Clayton. And, again, I, I kind of read between the lines. And, again, don't take this in the wrong way if you're in excess of 80 years old because you're probably a better driver than nine, time, nine out of ten uh, drivers considerably less than you. But I read something, uh, and, and again, without knowing exactly what happened, uh, a, a, an older couple were pulling out of the restaurant and, uh, and then jumped the curve, uh, uh, curb rather, uh, in the parking lot, in their vehicle, and then wound up on the wrong side of, uh, of the Route 12 there, uh, hit, uh, being struck by an, another pickup truck. I believe the woman... A younger woman was uh, from uh, Three Mile Bay or wherever going home. She was traveling south, and he was traveling north on the southbound lane. So when you hear someone jump the curb, immediately you start thinking, okay, first of all, he's 84 years old. And no, you could still drive at 84. I know people who drive into their hundreds. I get it. But something tells me he probably mistook 
the uh, the reverse, uh, rather, for you know, he thought he was in reverse, but he jumped uh, the uh, the parking lot curb, went into the roadway, and was struck very hard. They had to use the, the jaws of life. So uh, about four or five people were hurt in that, too, too uh, considerably. So we, we hope everything is all right there. But at the same time, oh, boy. I mean, you know, here it is, this woman just minding her own business, just, you know, making her way home, and uh, someone's jumping the curb. There's got to be a reason there. There's got to be, a, you know, again, where do, we, where do we draw the line? If you saw driving Miss Daisy, a perfect example of mom can't drive anymore. She just can't. She cannot drive anymore. And uh, it, because if, if you get to the point where you make a mistake like that, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming stuff here, but no one just jumps the curb for nothing. Something happened there, whether it's alcohol-related or whatever. And yes, a 22-year-old could do the same thing, typically under the influence of something. So I'll ask Joe about that and uh, other safety precautions we should be looking at when driving and things we should be looking out for and being more of a defensive driver, if in the case of someone that's just not using their brain at the moment when they really need to. In other words, if someone's either being distracted by texting or this or that, or for that matter, uh, mistaking the, uh, in thinking rather, they're in reverse as opposed to the opposite. That, that's a deadly scenario right there. That can happen. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn. What's happening? Uh, did you listen to a replay yesterday? Do you listen to replays of your show? Uh, well, no, but uh, tell me what I missed. Uh, the call from Gates, sir. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I don't think Gates. Uh, good radio. He's talking. Bill Gates. Over-talking you. Right. You know, you're trying to get your point across. You're over you're what, three or four minutes of, of awful radio. You know, the problem with Scott, he can't listen to somebody else's side of an issue. You're trying to get your point out. You know, you're never going to win. No, no. He can't keep quiet. He's run you down on the ground for the last six months. Now, all of a sudden, he's calling every day, both shows. I don't know what that's about, but... Hmm. I thought you listened to the replay of your show. No, but I can remember what he said. Yeah, we, I don't like talking over... I couldn't over make head or tail out of it because he was talking over you and yeah. you're trying to get your point in. Uh, Russian collusion, it was all phony garbage. Right. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it's got a brain. It's yeah. all been shot down. The Mueller investigation was a joke. Right. Mr. Mueller didn't even read the report until he got the final one. Right. They had him in front of Congress. He made a total ass of himself right. because he had no idea what they were talking about. Well, I mean, in his defense, and, and it's true, because when, when all that came out, Mueller had nothing. He had empty pockets when it was all said and done. He even said himself, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Just there's like, you know, there. remember Letitia James was trying to you know oh, attack the, the, the Trump family and then uh, brag, the guy who doesn't send anyone to jail, but would oh. certainly send one of the Trump family, if not the entire oh, yeah. family. He said, there's nothing here. And yet oh. somehow or other, guys like Stephen so Colbert will still say, oh, no, but there was. And that's what SG is listening to. He's yeah, listening he to that rhetoric. Anybody else give their side of an issue? No. That's well, the problem. I, I don't know. I just I yeah. thought it was bad radio fun. Oh. I thought you listened to your own show there. I, I do sometimes. Yeah. You know, recently I've been busy because I've had family. But, yeah. no, I but understand. I couldn't hear your side because you kept over-talking what you're trying to say. Right. And you can't make out what the hell's going on. Yet. Right. But uh, that's just my opinion. Oh, I appreciate it. I really oh. do. Okay, I, Thank you. Thank you. you. Well, you know, there's a person with conviction. I mean, he listens to the show. And he calls up the next day to, to ask me, did you listen to that garbage last night? It is frustrating. I, when I hear, like, the Hannity show or anything on Fox, when people are talking over each other, it's an immediate turnoff. It's like the body says, no. No, 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 no. 
and it's one of my pet peeves. And, I, and again, I, I, we all have our pet peeve, but if you want to make a point, whether it's on a radio show or having a discussion with someone at a supermarket, the last thing uh, both partners want to do or people within a discussion, what they don't want to do is talk over each other. I see it all the time. I also see when people don't listen to each other. It's, it's something that's, and I used to think it was just women that don't listen to each other because they're always thinking about how they can top the other one with just what they just said. No, this is, this is a condition for men and women. Not to be sexist at all, but a lot of people, men, all women, are not listening to one another. It's so painfully obvious sometimes. They're always thinking about what they said earlier. Oh, no, what I meant to say earlier is, well, then you weren't listening for the last two minutes. You just wanted to inter- interject what you thought you said earlier. I, I know, I'm, I'm no genius, but I do know human behavior. I know the human condition, and I know when people are just not there. Let's go to the phones. Jay, uh, Joe will be calling in any moment now. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, this is for SG. SG. Yesterday he said that uh, Biden was doing a wonderful job, yeah. which we're in catastrophe, and he said uh, right. uh, Trump was uh, just a complete disgrace, and, and he didn't do anything. Well, this for SG. If he was a complete disgrace, how come this country is was in better shape than they ever have? You won't look at it that 50 way. Fifty years, right. and everybody was making money. Mm-hmm. They their money went farther. Gas was two nineteen a gallon. Right. Everything was cheap. But he said that Trump was a complete catastrophe. I don't know where this man is coming from to sit there and say Biden's doing a great job when people are going broke because of the prices. Thanks, Glenn. No, I appreciate it. Again, it goes back to what I just said, uh, you know, and people like me, I, hey, I said at the beginning, you know, maybe I'm listening to too many Fox copy points. And by the way, between you and me and everyone listening to right now, Fox is brilliant. Other than uh, Brett Baer that, that, that slips to the left every now and then and a couple other people there, what they say, in my opinion, is gold. But you use that same philosophy or approach with someone like SG who's watching, you know, CNN and, and other, you know, uh, everything else. Uh, he really believes they're telling the truth. You know, that poster or rather that caption, a cartoon caption the other day, two sheep looking up at a political ad on a billboard on a highway of a man that already won the race. And one sheep looks at the, looks at the billboard. And it's 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 a it's a wolf, and the wolf says, "I will eat you." I, and that's what it says. I will eat. Remember, this is a cartoon. The wolf just ran for some political office, and it says, "I will eat you." And the one sheep says to the other one, "I'm so I'm so glad he beat Trump." And and that's what it comes down to: four dollar gas, five dollar gas, six dollar gas, immigration issues, over four million illegals. To them, it's like it outweighs a world with $2 gas and a robust economy under a President Trump. It outweighs that. It really does. That's, that's the reality of things, folks. And most of the country, in my opinion, feels that way. That's how ignorant this country is. That's why AOC is going to be our president one day. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. I won't keep you. I know you got uh, the white Frankenstein call. Oh, would you stop? Listen, the... Uh problem with Fox News is they jumped the shark during the election. Yeah, they did. They called the election early. Yeah. They called the election early with their analysts right. before there was enough in to validate anything. They might have cost Trump the election. Yeah, the election I doubt that. There was a lot of other things. Yeah. If the election had been fair. There was, there was election fraud. There's no two ways about it. Hmm. You, can't, you can't debate that anymore. I know there's going to be people that are going to debate it, but there's no way that both of these guys... 
let's let's just call them both knuckleheads because Trump and Biden are both knuckleheads. Let's just, there's no way these two knuckleheads, either of them, got more votes than our first black president. Did not happen. Twice. That's both voter fraud right there. Everybody understands it. But if they, it had been fair and been balanced, Fox shouldn't have done that. Right. Regardless, their analysts should have been fired. But Fox turned left a, a little bit during the beginning of the election. That's why they did under new ownership. Mm-hmm. So don't don't praise Fox. Well, new elephants. They've got good value, but overall, nobody's perfect. And they, they make a lot of errors, and they do a lot of assumptions. Well, of course they, they do. They do a lot of things wrong. Of course they do. But I but think hey, they I'm going to tur- let you go. Hey. Hopefully, hopefully the white Frank Stan will give you a call. Oh, we just, oh, Jesus. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, whatever. We love Lefty, but he goes overboard. You know, what if a client hears something like that? Who has to answer that? You think Lefty has to answer, answer something like that? No, I do. Not you. I do. So, really, what it comes down to is what side are you on? What side? What What do you want out of life? Are you worried about your 401k? Are you worried about your retirement plan? Are you worried about your grandchildren? I think we all are, but a lot of us look at, you know, as, uh, it, it, it just, you know, especially the younger generation. And this was, I was the same way. I didn't care about politics when I was in my 20s. If I can get a free ride or something like that, I, I probably wouldn't mind that. Although I was a lot more conservative than a lot of people my age. I don't know what to say. It, it, I, I don't know what this, what, how, how do, how do, it, and, and here's another thing. I'm going, by the way, as a programming note, I will not, repeat, I will not be here in the next couple of days. That's tomorrow and Friday. So uh, this is something I've, I've been planning now for at least two months. I'm going to meet up with uh, a couple of family members out in Kansas City. Kansas City! <clears throat> and then uh, on, uh, and the next day we're going to St. Louis to watch the Yankee game. So watching the Boston-Kansas City game at Kauffman Stadium tomorrow in 100-degree weather. Looking forward to that. And it's not much different here, so it's not really going from one place or get any place better than, than where we are now. And then the next day, we're going to drive uh, across the great state of Missouri uh, to St. Louis. Wish us luck there. And then we're going to watch the Yankees lose to St. Louis on Friday night. All right, let's go to the phones. It might be it. Uh, it's, uh, yes, it's Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? Hi, Brian. How's it going? Good, Joe. Um, boy, a couple of bad accidents up here. Maybe you, you saw the, uh, or read about them on, on uh, Spectrum News or whatever, but it, it raises some questions. First, the one accident actually was, was from a maniac that commandeered, believe it or not, a sheriff's car and drove uh, as far down from Watertown after being chased. Oh, he was driving over 114 miles an hour at 5 o'clock in the morning on Washington Street. Can you imagine that, Joe? 114 miles an hour on a city block uh, right here in Watertown. That's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Washington Street. Not what you would call no, it's definitely not the uh, the Indianapolis. But we have a bad connection. But let me see if I can hear. So we, uh, uh, the, the Washington Street not not a good place to do 114 miles an hour. But this guy created have caused havoc. He uh, he beat up somebody or knocked somebody down after trying to rob a convenience store. One thing the 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 sheriff's department did the right thing. They let him go. They let him drive at a high rate of speed as opposed to following him because of GPS. And then he came back from Syracuse back to Watertown. I guess I, I joke about it because he left his crack pipe somewhere. And that's where he, they, they caught him right on Thompson Boulevard. It raises questions, Joe. Again, if that happened in the morning, I mean, and if this guy was driving in and out of traffic during rush hour and people going back and forth to work or school for that matter, 
What type of situation, what happens then when someone, again, who has nothing to lose, not a dime in his pocket, lives in a hotel room somewhere in West Carthage, how can anyone compensate from that if they got hurt or if they had property damage from a guy like this, Joe? Well, that's the easy answer to that. That's what it gives insured motorist coverage as you can for to protect yourself from underinsured and uninsured drivers. And, you know, if you have a vehicle that's worth anything, you have a good collision coverage because, yeah, you, you never know what can happen. Right. What, what, if, what if someone, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, did get hurt and something like that? Does it, does it cover that as well, Joe? If you had to go to the hospital, emergency room for trauma or death for that matter? Well, well, no fault coverage is the first fifty thousand dollars, but your un- uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage covers you for everything. Okay, right. it's buying it's buying insurance for other people who don't have enough insurance. Really, it allows you to buy as much insurance for for yourself as you buy for others. So, for instance, if you have five hundred thousand dollars of liability insurance, you normally get five hundred thousand dollars of uninsured motorist coverage. Right. So it behoove one to actually step step it up and have higher, you know, a, a better plan so that if in the case some maniac like this uh, or some uninsured driver does a lot of damage to your vehicle or for that matter if you get physically hurt, you got to spend. How much are you thinking as far as a, an average premium? What more would one have to pay in order to get sufficient coverage for a situation like that, Joe, on, on a monthly or quarterly basis or six months for that matter? Not that much. Well, this is a bad connection. It's not, it's not that expensive, but, um, you know, you can only buy as much of underinsured motorist coverage as you have liability experience okay. on yourself. So right. um, that costs a little more <laughs> from 100 to 500. It's probably, I, I don't know, I'd be guessing I'd say probably $30 a month, $20 a month. So it's, it, it's, it behooves one to, to look at it that way. $30 a month, again, it's just adding to what you're already paying out with a lot of other things. I know it's, it's, it's so easy for me to say, oh, it's only $30, but really it is worth it because nobody knows at any given time when you might run into a situation like this, literally. Here's the other scenario. Two nights ago, or maybe just last night, Joe, an 84-year-old was coming out of a restaurant in Clayton, mistook uh, the, the accelerator, or he thought, rather, he was in reverse, and then went the opposite way, jumped the curb, went right into oncoming traffic, and uh, you know he and his wife got hurt the most. Uh, the other motorist uh, had to go to the Samaritan Hospital. But again, in something like that, again, it's, it's, a, it's a similar scenario. This, this 84-year-old didn't plan on driving in the wrong side of the lane when cars were driving in that direction. But this is a typical example of why you, as, as a driver, this can happen at any time, Joe. So you've got to protect yourself and, and have the proper coverage if and when something like this ac- actually happens to you. Uh-oh, we lost Joe. Joe, you there? All right. I don't know if Joe was in the Lincoln Tunnel or wherever, but he was definitely in a bad spot. So let's just see if he's just going to give a couple more seconds. Because this is, again, it's, 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 it's an academic answer. It's fu- fundamentally, we know that we have to have sufficient coverage if and when we, we get into a scenario like this. But the liability of someone that it, at that point is clearly at fault, either due to their age or the fact that just their orientation wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't cooperating with themselves at the time. Uh, these are the things that, really, quite honestly, I just dread the most. I, there's so many things we've got to worry about, uh, that, you know, mistakes that we, we, we have to avoid ourselves. 
and that's not looking at our phone. That's not uh, you know uh, putting our makeup on while we're driving, ladies. Uh, different things that can obviously uh, you know t- create a recipe for disaster. But those other people out there that are just not paying attention to things—that's what worries me when my wife is driving, because you know honestly I don't think she's the greatest driver in the world to begin with. But I don't know if she's defensive enough to see these things coming. And sometimes it's just physically and literally impossible. Who would ever expect some car to, uh, to jump a curb uh, right there in front of Seaway? So that's what I wanted to ask Joe. We lost him, as you can clearly hear. I don't know if he's going to call back. But uh, let's just wait for a couple of minutes and so forth. We already, we're already in the second half of today's show. I haven't done the break yet, so I'm going to do that in a bit. But nonetheless, uh, that's so uh, before uh, Joe chimed in, uh, yeah, I'm going to be gone tomorrow and Friday, just like I was out last Friday. Last Friday was not planned, by the way. I didn't mention this over the last couple of days, but I was not here on Friday. Uh, I, 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 I did have family in town actually all last week and through yesterday. Uh, so I, I, it just got to the point where I just couldn't really juggle one or the other. So I decided to walk away, if you will, from Friday's show. And then tomorrow and Friday was planned. So just wanted to let you know on a programming note. Hi, J- Joe, you there? Hi. Just want to let you know that SG Gates... Uh-oh. God, it's the SGJ, SG show. Yeah, no. He thought Joe Biden did the best military yeah, Afghanistan. of getting out of Afghanistan. Right. It, what kind of a moron <laughs> are people right. uh, back in there? Uh, well, I, I think you just... I'm hit, sorry, but it's yeah. 365 days, and I'm sorry, but... Yeah, uh, not quite. It was late really? August. No, well, it's getting there. It's been 365 days, and Joe said he would leave nobody behind. Right, right. That's true. But SG That's goes, true. SG Gates goes. That was the greatest military deal ever. Right, right. That's delusional, uh, and that's and again, we just don't want to pick on SG for this, my friend. This is the mindset of millions and millions of sheep that would rather be eaten than to have a guy like Donald Trump in office. I know it's just a cartoon, but it's spoke volumes. I am with you on that one. Well, well I, yeah, I know we are because it, it's, it makes common sense, but it doesn't matter. And, again, there's a lot of people that really don't have any skin in the game as it is, and so why do they care whether or not the country, or for that matter, they go broke? It doesn't really make any sense to them. Exactly. Well, and the yeah. whole thing is, is that when Donald Trump has backed 174 people right. for election, and there's only 10 people that are still sitting out there right now. It's true. It's almost 100%. Yeah, so it's pretty close. Yeah, the and people they, have had enough of right. the Democrats. They have, yeah. Let's just hope that equates to something at the midterms. Because remember, the state races for Senate are controlled by urban voting centers, my friends. So we got to make sure that that's conducted properly. And I'm talking about Philadelphia. I'm talking about Detroit. I'm talking about Atlanta. All the key states. I don't know about Michigan, to tell you the truth. All of them. But the whole thing is, a friend of mine showed me a picture yeah. of a postal truck yeah. in a cemetery. Yeah. yeah. And, and the subcaption was, yeah. oh, they must be delivering <laughs> ballots. Ballots. There you go. I saw that myself. My, listen, I, I might have Joe on the line, yeah. but you make very good points. Go for it, my thank friend. You. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. 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 You're in the air. Dallas. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn. Yes. 
Glenn, I'm back. Uh, oh. I had a, my cell phone died, so nope. I just wanted to let you know. I don't know what happened. The cell service cut out completely. So yeah, you must sorry be about that. That's a, you must be in a bad spot. No, no, and I'm glad you called back because, again, someone like an 84 year old dr- jumping the curb, and I, I don't want to put the age emphasis on it, but uh, Joe, do we ever come? Do, are we going to come to a, a conclusion one day? Are we gonna uh, are we gonna ask people to to take their driver's uh, test again at a certain age to see if in fact it's safe enough or for for them man or woman and maybe not just at eighty should we do that again or is is that constitutionally is that just against our constitutional rights because we're going to see a lot of this Joe. Well, I think statistically, by the way, under twenty, under thirty, were worse, way more accidents and worse drivers than people over seventy. You're right. You're so absolutely right. Maybe the drivers under thirty need to be tested every year. I mean, I think they should. You know, statistically, it, it, it's it's not even close. So, hmm. um, and and trying to do that probably has all you know equal protection and infirmities in terms of you know. Uh, treating groups unfairly for for not public safety reasons. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to say that older people can't drive, well, many younger people can't drive. And, and actually, part of the problem is a lot of people, I'm, I'm not sure, based on my business, how they ever pass their road test, because they must not have, <laughs> I don't think they ever learned the rules of the road. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's, it's like someone that's sitting in court that's telling the, the judge, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. They're being formal. They're being cordial. They're being adult-like. But that's not the same way they are when they're driving a vehicle. So you could be a great, you could do a great test drive, or, or, or you could pass the exam that way by being a nice choir boy. But once you get in a vehicle at age 22 with a couple other people, the, all bets are off the table, Joe. And I think that applies to a lot of people. <coughs> they drive differently under different circumstances, not during their driver's test. I think test. that's true. And, and, and again, they, they have many more things going on. They're paying attention. They're distracted. You know, maybe an older driver is more dis- easily distracted, but they try to concentrate. Younger drivers are just distracted, and that's how they get into more trouble. Right, right. But at the end of the at the end of the day, having sufficient you know liability insurance, if in the case something like that happened, or for that matter, some maniacs driving a, a sheriff's a deputy's vehicle all over Jefferson County at high rate of speed, you, we got to protect ourselves with this. Is this something that? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, $30 a month, again, it adds to everything else we got to pay for cable, for this, for taxes, for, for you know. I go to a drive-thru right now through any any one of the of this. I, I It's almost impossible to get any type of lunch or di- dinner under $12. It's just, it, it's yeah. really, really difficult. So $30 just, just to say, well, $30 will save you from, from a moment like this when you need it most. But that's a tall order well, for some Glenn, people. Glenn, I can tell you that uh, there have been many, many people over the years that I've had to tell them they you know they've had bad injuries in an accident from an underinsured or an uninsured driver and they didn't have the coverage and they get nothing yeah. uh, and they, they suffer the consequences and they, they, you know because you can't get blood from a stone no and these people would do it so um, it's you know again it's a risk you have to judge what risk you want to take and and, and then just accept that consequences if things turn out uh, the wrong way. And that's a tough pill to swallow if you don't have the proper coverage and something like that happens. Joe, by the way, someone just texted me. I was talking about the high cost of undergraduate degrees. I thought that when I read a couple of years ago that uh, Syracuse University was somewhere around 58000 
uh, and then I was mistaken. It was 63. Someone texted me and said that Syracuse University is now $88,000 a year, Joe. Is that true? I think that's including room and board. Oh, so. I hope it's a gold watch while they're at it. I mean, $88,000 yeah. a year. Now, you didn't pay that yeah, when you went I to... I think that's about average for a private school now. How did it go? I mean, I, I was outraged, what, four or five years ago when I was doing this show when it got up to fifty eight, sixty thousand. How did it go up that much? Is that inflation rate right there, Joe, or what? Well, obviously it's inflation. You know, it's, it's eighty eight thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, you know, that's how old I am. My tuition was, I think, seven hundred and fifty dollars a year. I went to a state university, but yeah, uh, you know, I. I uh, things have changed. They certainly have. They certainly have. Well, Joe, no, I'm glad you got back to me. Two big uh, incidents that happened up here. No, I mean, the, the one accident in, in uh, Clayton, the, people did get hurt. Uh, we're hoping that the, the couple that were involved in that, they were from out of town, by the way, uh, are okay. But uh, it's important to bring them up because that can happen to you, me, or anybody. So that's why we talked about it today. Uh, Joe, when people need to get in contact with you or any one of your associates, either here or in Syracuse, how can one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Great, Joe. Thank you very much for calling back, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks, Fun. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Attorney Joe Stanley, i got to do a break, and we'll be back right after this. For Congress. All right, so I got a lot of text in the last half hour or so. And I'll start with the creep that was walking around. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I got this text yesterday. I, I, I misspoke early when I thought it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a dude that's apparently wearing a bandana around his head. It's red in this picture. And someone took a picture of him in a passing car or whatever. And the caption here said, This guy was caught stealing a little kid's bike last night and lurking through backyards on Coffeen Street. And then someone today who, who, who sent me that sent me the following. Uh, some guy locally says, if anyone knows this clown, or get him, get him a message. Tell him he can come get his stuff he left while stealing my son's bike. He got the bike back, but he ran. So, and um, he kind of he looks like the actor who played uh, John Gotti in the 90s. Again, a decent-looking fella. Got tattoos on him. Wears a bandana around his head like he's Brett Michaels. But he's in his mid-20s. There's a picture of him taking a selfie. And no, not taking a dump. So there you have it. That's one thing. So look out for this guy. I mean, I can't describe him to you other than he looks like anyone else. But he's, I guess he likes wearing bandanas. And the last time, well, he stole the bike near Coffee Street. Okay, so that's one. And then we got, uh, what else? Uh, Glenn with one in. The old expression, if you're young and you're not liberal, you don't have a heart. And if you're old and you're not conservative, you don't have a brain. All right. I like that. And then what else did we get? Oh, and this just happened uh, at around a couple moments ago. Very bad car accident on out of State Street at Weaver Road. One more time, very bad car accident it just happened based on this text, and I'm just going with the flow here. I don't want to say that Tony Dow died, and yet he's still taking, you know, still breathing in, uh, in, uh, under hospice care like that happened last week. I don't want to be irresponsible, but the very bad accident just occurred moments ago in, out of uh, State Street by Weaver Road. I'm assuming that's somewhere near 
uh, the bottom of the hill there. It just happened, they said. And then, uh, I don't know who said that. And then, of course, we have a QAnon friend. I won't say his name, but he's called the show from time to time. And he, this guy, you, you, I've talked about the deep state, you know, and the McCabe's of the world, you know, from the FBI and um, G- General Milley, all part of the deep state. Uh, and we know that Obama's running the country. You all get that. Uh, but uh, the deep state lives. But there's, uh, the, the direct opposite of the deep state uh, is, uh, is QAnon. And, and again, I, and Ke- the, the person that I'm referring to might be listening right now. Uh, you know, please excuse me for putting you in that category, but you are. You're a QAnon, you're a QAnon person, and I think you wear that proudly, so I, I'm not insulting you by any, mean, any means. But uh, this person says, research to see if the Supreme Court has already overturned the 2020 presidential election soon to be announced. Okay. And then I got another f- something else completely unrelated, uh, comparing a, sh- a Shih Tzu uh, to the Biden administration. All right, there you go. There you have it. And there you have it. <clears throat> Got like 12 minutes left in today's show. If you want to chime in, by all means, 755-1240. <clears throat> is the number. So I'm looking forward to this trip, but I am somewhat, you know, apprehensive too. I'm not a good flyer. Uh, what, uh, Sharon and I, and by the way, I'm going, I'm batching this. I'm going out to meet, originally was going to meet both my brothers. I'm one of three Curry brothers. I'm the youngest. We have two sisters, and we were planning this for years. Hey, let's go to let's go to Cleveland. You know, after my father, our father died rather, in 2014. I said, let's do something. Let's let's be a family for once because we're really not the closest family in the world. And no, we don't hate each other, but we're a typical Irish family. We're not like Italians where we embrace each other, blah blah blah. And then the moment mom and dad die, they start beating the crap out of each other. We're not that at all. We just don't show any affection to one another. We've never said to we love each other. We've never expressed that. It's just the way it is. You know, when you're born in a cop family, it's just the way it is. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to just, you know, eat your food and get out. That's it. Simple as that. So we thought we'd do something family-like. And uh, since my father, believe it or not, was a Cleveland Indians fan, we thought in his honor we would go out to Cleveland, meet there, and watch the Yankees play Cleveland on a, you know, a Friday and Saturday or Sunday tandem. Similar to what people do when, when the Yankees show up in Toronto. You go to Toronto for the weekend, right? Same idea. Well, COVID, you know, we were saying it. It wasn't going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Let's do it next year. Blah, blah, blah. Then, then COVID uh, hits. And then uh, just, well, I don't know, two, three months ago, we said, hey, you know what? Let's, let's, let's revisit that. So my brother Brian was looking at a schedule. And he says, well, we could do, you know, let's, let's, let's see if we could uh, see the St. Louis Cardinals against the Yankees. Uh, but, but before that, let's, let's start in Kansas City uh, the night before because Kansas City is playing Boston. So tomorrow, Boston's going to be playing. I think Boston's playing Kansas City right now. And that series ends tomorrow. So we're going to go to Kauffman Stadium tomorrow. I can't believe I'm saying this. Because as a kid, it used to be called Royal Stadium. But it was built in 1975. And I remembered watching that stadium with the fountains in, in, the, in, the, in the outfield. And thinking to myself, that is the most beautiful stadium I've ever seen in my life. Even when the Yankee Stadium, the new renovated Yankee Stadium, opened up the following year in, uh, in 2000, uh, 1976, I was still very much in awe of uh of of the kansas city stadium because to me that was the stadium of all stadiums and of course the yankees played uh, the royals with george brett in 76 77 and 78 uh for the pennant and i just remembered those series with with i just remember them like they were yesterday 
And I was thinking to myself, boy, Kansas City is so far away. Look at they have artificial turf. They got fountains in the outfield. And we got our place in the freaking Bronx. Why can't we have a stadium that looks like that? It's modern. It's cool. All the people look really nice. I don't know. Something about people in the Midwest. They just look, they, they, they just look great for, to me. I don't know what it is. So anyway, 40-something uh, years later, I'm going to step inside uh, the, what, what John Sterling would refer to the Chamber of Horrors because the Yankees have, have had bad uh, years uh, at uh, Coffin Stadium over the years, although not recently because Kansas City is not what they used to be when they beat the Mets in 2015. But nonetheless, we're going to see Kansas City play Boston Red Sox tomorrow, jump in a rental car, and go to St. Louis the next day. My brother Kevin bowed out at the last second. He still has a lame excuse. I won't get into it, but he's not going. Brian is. And then my uh, uh, my nephew, Brian Curry, not to be confused with Brian Curry, my brother, Peter, Paulie, Paulie, Peter. I get confused. My, I don't know. We got, we got three Brians in the family. I got two nephews named Brian. I got my brother, Brian. I got a brother-in-law, Brian, uh, Kevin. I got a brother, Kevin. There's only one Glenn. No, no one wanted to name anybody after their, uh, after their brother, Glenn. So I'm just the only Glenn. So that's pretty darn simple. But that's tomorrow. I leave Syracuse through Detroit, get to Kansas City tomorrow. It's very confusing. When, when you get to another place in another time zone, <coughs> it says 124. I said, wait a minute. I'm leaving here at 11 o'clock, about, what, 1055, and I'm going to get to Kansas City on two flights at 124? And then I remind myself, oh, no, you're going gonna to gain an hour. So, but still, I'll believe it when I see it. So, from Syracuse to Detroit, from Detroit to Kansas City, I'll get there at around 1.45. It says local time. If that said central time, it would be the same thing, right? But it, it screws me up because I don't travel that well. Plus, I think I'm going to need, what, the, what, do they, what do they do, Dramamine? What's the best thing? So, my, my ears are going to pop at 20,000 feet, and I won't be able to hear the crack of the bat for about 48 hours. What do I do to avoid that? Anybody? Give me a shout. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, it's Josh. Josh, what's that? Oh, Josh, what's going on, man? Oh, I want to talk about Kansas City. There's Kansas. a lot of things in Kansas City. I can't wait for you to see that stadium, I swear to you. I know. You took pictures of it last year, and I was amazed. Like, oh, my God, I know someone who actually went to Kauffman Stadium. Uh, I live in such fantasy land. I, I never thought I'd go to Fenway, and yet one day I actually did. I saw the Yankees there, and I'm like, why don't I do this more often? Because these are the things that I always wanted to do when I was a kid. And then Josh went to, uh, well, he's got an office in Kansas City, and, he, and you took video of it for me last, what, last year or two years ago. And I was, was year, yeah. I was last year. I was fascinated with that. And now I'm going myself. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. I'm so sorry I won't be there. Oh. Um, there is, uh, there's a lot of things about downtown Kansas City that you should look forward to just driving through. You're going to find places to go and things to do immediately. It's just a beautiful city. And they, they got the whole downtown. They got more fountains there than they do in Paris, from what I understand. More fountains than any other city in the world. Isn't that something? What do you do in the heat, though? It's always hot out there. It's going to be like 90-something. It's, so, it's so hot. Yeah. What about the girls? No, just kidding. Anyway. The women are beautiful. Right. Everyone is. Luck. Have fun, man. I hope to talk to you when you get back. Yeah, definitely. I'll send you a, pic- I'll send you a video like you sent me. I thought Please you were going to be out there. Why aren't you, know, you out? it has gone now. Wit's not- Wait, is Whit on your team? Where did Whit go? Who? Whit Merrifield. Where is he playing? Uh, oh, no. You mean Montgomery. Montgomery was traded to someone. Was Montgomery traded? No, Gallo was traded to Milwaukee for three prospects. 
And you guys got um, Ben Attendee, though. Yeah, but by the way, yeah, no, he's he, he, he's done nothing but strike. He looks like Joey Gallo. Uh, he, he did nothing. And by the way, they lost again today to Seattle. They can't beat uh, competing teams. So you, the thing is that oh, there, all they talk about is Hunter Dozier, who can't hit, hmm. by the way. Is that, he, he, he bats like 220. He's with KC? Yeah, he's the right fielder. Huh. Um, but Whit Merrifield played second base. He's actually got he he got picked up by the Blue Jays. They traded for him. Huh? Yeah, you got it. You they, got, yeah, Kansas City lost a lot of players since 2015. Hosmer. They have Bobby Witt Jr. too. Do they? I'm looking forward to. Where's the best place to sit? Not that it's my. It's, I mean, it's going to be a night game. It's going to be hot there, regardless. You know, at at seven seven thirty. Is it? It's still hot out there at that time, Josh. Yeah, it yeah yeah Ugh. it's gonna be hot. The heat index is gonna be very high, but there's not a bad seat in the house. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Can I, can you hang out in the fountains and get cool there out in the outfield? You could if you wanted to. I might um, just sit out there, right across from Arrowhead. So when you're parking and you get to go outside, you get to see Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadiums right next to it. Right, that's right. I would like to see Arrowhead Stadium. Same guy who designed that designed the original Giant Stadium in. Uh, but there, Meddling. It's isolated, you know. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it looks like it's off uh, uh, I-70. Is that Interstate 70? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because whenever they showed a, a, a center field shot from when I was a kid, I was thinking, wow, look at that highway. Boy, it's all, it's all grass. It's flat. It's cool. It's not like the South Bronx where people are yelling at you from the, from the, from the jailhouse as you're walking into yeah. the bleachers. Hey, move the... Frigger. <clears throat> oh, this is a nice yeah. place. Why so, am I listen, here? Listen, if you get a chance, though, make sure you hang out in the Power and Light District downtown. Power Light District? It. What, the bunch power of prostitutes? Is that the power? Sp- is, is that prostitute uh, district? Red Light District or what? No, no. It's it's where all the, the fun bars are. And they also have all the bars empty out into this one big courtyard where they have a big stage and a movie screen and everything. Nice. I'll hang out with a bunch of beautiful college kids tomorrow. Can't wait. Are you staying at Lowe's? Are you going to stay at the Lowe's Hotel? I have no idea. My brother's got that all figured out. It's beautiful. If you get a chance, go to the convention center and, and go into Lowe's. And then St. Louis. Do you have you ever been to St. Louis? That's the question. I ha- I've only been through St. Louis. Huh? Yeah. That their stadium's right off the highway too. Right, right. And I got to see the arch. At least see it. I mean, the hotel's right next to it, so maybe we can go to the arch. On, uh, oh, you'll on, be right on downtown front. then. Yeah. And then we're coming back Saturday, so I'll be gone. I'll be back as quickly as I, I as I leave. So it's it's a short trip. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Have a great time, man. Thanks, Josh. I'm, I'm sorry you're not going to be there. I thought you were. I thought somewhere that we were going to coordinate I tried, something. But right. I have to be at a conference next week, so I can't leave this week. No, I understand. Well, thank you for the notes. I will, I will pass that on. I'll try to get to those places. Text me. Good show today, too. Great. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that's uh, Josh. There's also Josh Kearney there. He's a hypnotist. He had an office right here. Cameron now runs it, and uh, he's got uh, an office out in Kansas City. He's had it for over a year now. So we're down to our last uh, minute or so. It was so I will not talk to you on, on until Monday, and I am saddened that I can't be here tomorrow and Friday. I got a lot of things to take care of too. Got some promotions here, one of which is uh, stuff the trolley promotion that we're doing with a local client, uh, and uh, you know that that needs my attention. But uh, like I said, this was done some time ago. So wish me luck, and uh, I'm gonna go to the drugstore and get whatever it takes so I don't clog up my ears. At 30,000 feet. I'm taking Delta, so wish me luck there, too. And then I'll be back on Monday uh, right here on AM 1240 to take your calls and find out what happened. Uh, if, in the case, of course, Taiwan in between now and then is invaded by the Chinese, it might just be big, 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 big one, old, one old big bluff. By the way, if you watched Tucker Carlson last night, there was a guy on there who basically said there's no way we could beat Russia. Oh, check that, China. 
I'm like, oh, great. This is just great. Just great. You know, you want to be optimistic about things. Yeah, I did all the data. I, I threw it, you know, I, 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 I threw it into a computer. Said, so now we lose all the time. Oh, this guy's a great American. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown. Have a great week. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Lynn.